Yeah. Your parents owe you something, they're responsible to raise you. Mm-hmm. Your children owe you something. Your, your wife or your husband, they owe you something. Allah owes you nothing. He doesn't owe you anything. As a matter of fact, you owe Him every breath. Mm-hmm. So when you phrase this question, I should have a perfect life, you've already kind of undercut the idea that Allah is your master. You're in a, some sort of position to make demands. Mm. Right? And when you take that away, it's an uncomfortable thing. I want God to be my friend, I want Him to be someone who helps me, like I pray to Him, mm-hmm. you know. You want to dictate what these relationships, what this relationship should look like. Mm. You know like any relationship, friendships, there are different kinds of friendships, right? Yep. So, and I, some, some friends I have, the way I talk to them is not the way I talk to some other friends. Yep. It's, it's different. So in every relationship, you kind of figure out what's going to be the give and take. So some people figure, they should figure out what their relationship with God is going to be like. Yeah. Right? This, they're going to figure out, well, I'm going to do this for him, he better do this for me, etc. Mm. Right? The give and take. It's pretty one-sided. It is. But it, the bigger problem with it is, you're deciding what the terms are. Mm. Now, the, put it in perspective, who should decide what the terms are between you and the Supreme Being? <laughs> Probably the, the one that knows everything. The one who knows everything. So his, his terms override yours. Hmm. Like what you have in mind is less relevant. What he dictates is far more relevant. Hmm. Now, when I say that, it sounds harsh. But when you give his terms a chance, now this is the last part, right? If you actually study Revelation, study Qur'an, Qur'an is His terms, here's what it means to be my slave. Isn't it? When you study Qur'an, you find it's not a book of rules. It's not a book of do this, or if you don't do this, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. Actually, very few rules. For the most part, it's a relationship of loyalty, gratitude, love, friendship, remembrance, longing. Like, it's a really beautiful relationship. This master wants me to be a slave who loves him, who, who's friends with him, who talks to him mm-hmm. all the time, remembers him all the time. He says, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ Remember me, I'll remember you. Mm-hmm. Like, who's, who talks like that? Like, that doesn't sound like a master. Right? Yeah. So the Qur'an shatters your view of what, it, for, what does Allah mean as He's a master. Mm-hmm. He, he, wants you to be your, he wants to be your friend, He wants you to be His friend, but first understand that He's your master. Then understand He's your friend. He wants to be a giver of gifts to you. But before He gives gifts to you, He wants you to understand He's your master, mm. and you're the slave. And He also wants to give gifts to you. He wants to show you love. He wants to show you mercy. He wants to give you forgiveness. He wants to give you all this stuff. He wants to give you guidance. He wants to give you wisdom. He wants to give you knowledge. He wants to teach you. He wants to be your teacher too. He wants all of these things, these relationships with you. It's not one relationship, it's lots of relationships. But at the, at the helm of them all, He's master, and you're a slave. Which means no matter what happens in this relationship, your humility should never go away. Because the, the idea of slavery is, it's the most humble job description in, uh, in existence. Yeah. There is no more humble a job than slave. You can't get lower than that. If you, if these questions, they, don't, they lack humility. Because they, they smell, of, they reek of entitlement. Like, I want, I want, I want. You can still want. But if you want as a slave is different than when you want as someone who's entitled. Mm. Right? Yep. Allah is not saying you can't ask. You can. But that's, He, he will decide when to give and what to give. Yeah. You know? He so, knows best. 
He knows best. So, you know, the answer to this question isn't actually in what Allah decides to or not to do, but actually how we perceive Allah ourselves. It's our perception where the problem lies. Mm -hmm. And once you get that, the problem is solved. You know, at the end of the day, this is probably one of the most fascinating things I ever learned about the people around the Prophet who didn't believe. The Quraysh. If you were to ask them who made the skies and the earth, they would say Allah. It's in the Quran. Wow. If you were to ask them who created the skies and the earth, they'll just say Allah. I'm like, they have no problem accepting Allah? So then what's the problem? Ah, but they have, they have no problem accepting Allah as the creator. Oh. He made it, fine. Good, he made it. But if you were to ask them, ask them who the master is, there's silence. Because oh, that requires submission. Ah, that requires that I have to be a slave. Because if I call him master, that makes me slave. That makes me humble. Like if I ask you, who do you think made this car? And you say, Lexus did, or you know, Jaguar did, or somebody did. Fine, I can accept that. They made it. Who is your boss? Who is your ultimate authority? Well, let's take a step back here a second. Hold on a second. You know? my car. That's my car. Yeah. So that's the, that's the line that has to be crossed when somebody enters into Islam. They have to actually accept not only Allah as Rabb, mm-hmm. as Master, they also have to accept themselves as slave. I'll see you next time, inshallah. Inshallah. I got again. Assalamualaikum.